0: Episode 45, Gamma for the Win. Hey everybody, this is Ryan and Ben, and today we're going to be talking about a new AI slide deck creator and the recent Senate hearing on AI regulation. As always, we're going to try and catch you up on the latest AI news in about 10 minutes or less. But before that, let's get to the news bulletin items. Ben, what do you got for us? All right, the ChatGPT subreddit now has
1: 1,635,000 members. But going strong there still, and OpenAI is preparing to release a new open-source language model to the public. Last one here, Sam Altman during the uh, Senate. Uh, senate hearings which we're going to talk about in a little bit later sam altman altman revealed that he actually owns no equity stake in open ai which i think caught a few people by surprise but so like, he's just collecting a paycheck he's just there for the check i Oof,
0: guess yeah quite a bit of money i'm sure though all right ryan take us into our main topics yes so it is thursday and on today's episode of ryan takes a look at an ai tool so you don't have to or you really should, I received some direction from a Twitter user named Rowan, uh, who you should definitely follow if you're interested in AI tech. He has a lot of great news articles that he comes up with. He came across an AI tool that he calls, and I quote, ChatGPT for your slide decks. Now let's dive into how this works. The AI uh, tool for this slide deck is called Gamma, and to play with Gamma, you have to sign up first. And you are allowed to have some credits before you actually having to pay, so it's basically a free trial, it's a pretty easy sign-up. On the main page, you'll be presented with three different ways to generate your material. And the three different ways are presentation, document, or web page. We'll discuss, discuss each one here in a minute. What I did uh, for a subject, so I could show you an example, it was a subject that was very near and dear to my heart. Catherine the Great. As you can probably tell, I have a nine-year-old working on a history project, so I'm knee-deep in history projects from olden times. So this is all I did. I typed in Catherine the Great, and I typed in Catherine the Great, and then you can have it do each of the modes, presentation, document, and webpage. The tool then provides you with an outline that you can adjust as you see fit. For example, when I typed in Catherine the Great, it said, here's what we're going to look at. Early life and rise to power, reforms in politics. Next was foreign affairs and military campaigns, followed by arts culture during her reign, followed by personal life and scandals, and finally conclusions and reflections on Catherine's rule. From there, you can either type, try again, or as I mentioned earlier, you can edit it in. In this example, I liked what it came up with, so I went with it. And next, you choose a theme, pretty, pretty standard to uh, basically normal slide decks, and then it generates it. Now, what are the differences between the three options, the presentation, document, and web page? For the presentation, it essentially allows you to create your own PowerPoint, and it works just as you would imagine. It's basically the same thing, but visually, it makes it so much better than what I would have done, and it automatically, instead of dragging pictures and moving it around and whatnot, so it comes up with things, and it generates just like ChatGPT, not like BARD. It, It takes its time, and it shows you as it's making it. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. The next one is documents, and that creates a slide presentation with more information on each slide and no pictures, just a lot of text and information. Now, I know what you're thinking, this might be boring, but this has its own use case, maybe for an upper level class where you don't need pictures, but let's be honest, pictures always help in my opinion. And finally, the web page page option which I think might be the best one it creates something similar to the presentation but with more visual aspect to it a lot of pictures that it pulls from the web and just seems a little bit better than the presentation style I think it had a lot of great information as well as the pictures where the the presentation one had big pictures and not a lot of info and on a final note to all three it came up with the design like I said and the pictures from a simple prompt so no more dragging pictures and it messes up the whole design it created it all on its own very impressive. So what were my overall thoughts? Overall, this tool was very helpful in understanding simple concepts and providing a phenomenal outline. And when I say phenomenal, I mean it. Visually, very pleasing. AI is extremely useful in getting you started. And because of that, I hear a lot of people won't try something because it's like, "Ah, it's hard to begin. I can't get over that. And I believe AI apps like Gamma help you get that engine started. Again, I don't believe this tool is the end-all be-all, but if you can get the design and some starter information down, that's almost half the battle, especially if you're like me and struggle with design. This is one I have saved in my arsenal of AI apps. It's it's helpful and useful. Whether you're a consultant working on a slide deck for the big boss or a student looking for some added help, this one will be useful and the visual aspect will make you stand out. Hashtag not a sponsored ad. Again, check this one out at gamma.app. So that's that was my thoughts, and we're also going to tag Rowan
1: because he's a really good follow on Twitter as well to stay up with uh, AI news. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, I'm going to recap the Senate hearing that happened recently, and that was the the hearing between um, Sam Altman and a couple other AI leaders, with IBM being as being there as well. And it's kind of over AI regulations. So the recent congressional. Ser- Congressional hearing on AI regulation had a good educational and constructive tone, which stood out compared to most hearings, I would say, and was filled with like substantive discussions. Um, Senators from both parties, um, senators from both parties recognized the significant impact of AI and compared it to groundbreaking inventions throughout history, uh, like the cell phone. And they mentioned a couple others that I would imagine if you went through history, you're like, those are the biggest things that happened in that period of time. Those are the ones they compared it to. Now, surprisingly, even Republicans showed an openness to establishing a government agency for AI regulation because they're normally not one to regulate things um, and indicating a potential breakthrough in a partisan gridlock that... I think we could all say it would be a good thing. Notably, OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, supported AI regulation and proposed the creation of a government agency for AI safety oversight. He basically said that if it goes wrong, it can go really wrong, and that's part of why he wants to do what he's doing, because he thinks AI should be here and he wants to make it safe. Now, he also called for international cooperation and leadership in regulating AI, Um, The U.S. has been a little bit behind other countries in doing this, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Now, Altman's advocacy for regulation may be driven in part by the desire to protect OpenAI's business interest, as increased regulation could favor private models or people that are already ahead in the game. Now, the issue of compensating creators for their use of works in AI training was also raised, with Altman expressing support for lacking... Uh, support for but lacking clarity on the specifics of how to regulate that. So Alban all argued that existing laws like Section 230 do not apply to AI models and that and and called for new regulations to address their potential liabilities. We're kind of dealing with a new animal here. He acknowledged the significant harm AI could cause, particularly in damaging democracy through the use of generative AI for personalized disinformation campaigns. You can basically create disinformation and lie to a lot of people very personalized through generative AI, so it's kind of a new capability that we don't really want, especially with a um, with a political cycle coming up here in the U.S. Now, concerns were raised about the concentration of AI power within the OpenAI Microsoft alliance. They they're kind of controlling a lot of the game here. While some researchers criticized the hearing for allowing corporations to shape regulations, contrasting with the EU's approach. Now. I, I do think one of the things that sam said in in the hearing was that uh, basically large corporations on the very cutting edge are the only ones that are going to be on the very cutting edge of the uh of the development of this stuff with like because of the resources it takes, it basically takes a large company to do the big things Like in the, and that's going to take a lot of research. So that's something that he, I think, was wanting regulation on. But some of this was a little, he was talking about licenses and some of it was like some people criticized saying that could be a little bit of a moat creation for OpenAI because they're obviously going to get a license and that would keep competition down. So we'll see how all that plays out. I don't envy the job of regulators right now because it needs some control, but I don't know what, how, what level that is and how that, how that's going to go. So anyways, one last little thing here, one great little soundbite that Sam Altman said during the hearing was AI does not do jobs. Well, it does tasks well. And I think that's a great way to say what I've been thinking. We've all, we have been thinking here on the show, it isn't going to take over many entire jobs. Like, Some of our jobs are so nuanced, it's not doing everything, but it may take over so many tasks that it changes the roles in a way that allows organizations to lower the overall jobs. So it's not going to take your entire job, but it might take over tasks. But that's kind of what I took from it. I think it's
0: interesting. But Ryan, why don't you take us out here? Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you guys giving us a listen, as always. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss our two new episodes every week on Mondays and Thursdays. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPT Report. Check out our website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can find links as well as transcripts to each show. Please send us an email at Report at gmail.com. We hope you have a fantastic Thursday and an excellent weekend. We'll see you Monday.